Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello, welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Matt Powell. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Let me tell you a bit about Matt. Well, what we're going to be talking about with Matt is about starting your online business, building your online business, especially going from brick and mortar to online business, or even if you're not brick and mortar, just starting your own successful online business. Because Matt, he went from a local martial arts school to building a global internet brand. He's a martial artist, a teacher, and an author. So we're grateful to have him on the show to help us really to to share with us his insights and his success, which I know is going to be very valuable. So Matt, to get us started, tell us a bit about who Matt Powell the person is, i.e. where did you grow up, what was life like, family life like for you, schooling, all those kind of things, things that might help us to better understand you as a person and key influences that shaped sort of where your life headed. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, a very middle class life. Two brothers, two parents, always had dogs around type of deal. You know, always, always one dog. My mom wouldn't have two. Average grades. <laughs> I'm, I'm sounding very average right now, but, you know, just a very normal, extraordinarily ordinary life. And then went to Kennesaw State University, which is north of Atlanta. And when I was there, I joined a fraternity. I just had the normal experience that most people have when they go off to college and they join a fraternity. A little too much to drink every now and then, meeting new people and so forth. And, and during that time when I was growing up, I boxed, I wrestled, I did different martial arts. I developed this you know, complete fascination with maybe one day I'll be a martial artist or something. Because like I said, I had, I'd grown up pretty ordinary. There was no awards or anything like that in my life. One day I found a couple of different martial art websites. I started looking at them and I contacted the people that owned them. And next thing I knew, I was off training with these martial artists and then I was around the world doing it. And so, you know, a very ordinary, normal life. And, you know, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have had that because other people don't. It led me kind of down the path to, because I didn't have those pressures or anything that were out there, I was able to kind of look at all the different things I enjoyed. So nowadays, I um, kind of split my time between Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Atlanta, Georgia. I've got my day job and my secondary sources of income and kind of tertiary sources of income of things that I've done over time. I spend my time, you know, working and developing and writing and hiking. Yeah, I noticed on your website, I know you like to climb mountains. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've, got some, you've got some great photos and some beautiful views. There's nothing like, and I tell people, there's nothing like the state of New Mexico. It's probably the most beautiful state, to my mind, in the United States. It's, it's got every kind of climate that you could look for. And if we had an ocean, it would be perfect. But I'll, I'll keep the mountains and going up to 13,000 feet climbing and hiking over the ocean any day. Mm, beautiful. You had a local business where you would teach martial arts. When did you start that business and how did you go about starting it? That was, 98 was when I first started 
really teaching in around 2002 was when I opened a small little shop out of a yoga studio. It was kind of like a multi-purpose building in Atlanta, Georgia, and I ran classes there consistently for, for a few years. I got to this point where I wanted more students, but you know I, I couldn't teach more people in one class because we had a limited amount of size. And there were only so many people that wanted to learn what I was teaching in Atlanta. And so I started looking at how other people had built online businesses and started to, you know, I already had like a really basic website. It was Angel Fire back then. It was like an angelfire.com website that um, I put together. And so I started looking at, you know, how can I increase my, the reach of what I'm teaching and make a little bit of side cash if possible at the same time through using the internet. Now, at, at this point, were you doing this full time or did you have a, another job and you, this was sort of a side project? It was, it was at that point, I was in and out of employment because I was a bit of a martial art purist. So I was teaching primarily about 70% of the time making my money. And that's good for people to know because a lot of people, when they're starting their, their own business, obviously they're doing something else and they're building up their business on the side. So yep. it's very interesting how things are able to progress. So especially with martial arts, there's only so many students you can have. There's only so many places you can be. How do you go from a martial arts business to an online business? Because from my way of thinking, is that possible? Obviously, it's possible. You, you've done it. But how did, you, <laughs> how, yeah, how did you go about doing that? Really? Because, it became, and sorry, and, sorry and I should tell our listeners too that at this point that we're doing this interview, you don't have any locations anymore. So your business is almost all of it online. You, you mentioned you do travel and you do speaking. So you I travel and teach. I speak. Yeah. I have... I have instructors all over the place that teach out of schools or they have their own schools or we have schools that take on our program. For me, it is, I don't want the attachment of having to pay rent every month on a school. I'd rather teach out of my garage or other people's schools. And that way I can focus on what I'm teaching and the people that I'm teaching instead of keeping the lights on and putting food on the table. Yeah, exactly. So how were you able to do that? It really started as... I had a lot of fun HTML coding. <laughs> and, and so I started coding the website and learning and taking some classes in coding from the local university. Then it was, well, maybe I can create a product. And so I wrote this book that was, God, it's still, still around. I've sold, I don't know how many thousands of copies of this thing over, or tens of thousands of copies over the years. And I wrote a book and I had the little website and I had designed all my own logos. I had done everything completely myself. And I uploaded this book and I was selling it for a dollar. People were just starting to buy it. And, you know, this is, this is in the MySpace days. This isn't the, the Facebook, Instagram days. I mean, this is, I got on YouTube the year that it started and posted up, you know, my first video on YouTube teaching. Um, I guess that was 2005 was when YouTube started. And so this was way back then where you really had to hustle because the, the internet seemed like it was just one big unorganized mess in a lot of ways. And so the more that I did it and the more that a little bit more cash would come in, 
the more I could focus on my career because I, I never had the, the need or the want to be a full-time martial art teacher with a school that's there 60 hours a week like some of my friends were. I wanted to be in the business world and start different businesses and be an entrepreneur and have a career you know, in, in a good company where I could learn from you know, successful business people but also have this thing on the side that was mine and it was kind of my personal love. So the more that, you know, a dollar became $10 became $50, then I could over the years, all of a sudden, you know, WordPress popped up. And so I could pay for a WordPress site and then I could buy a domain or two and I could forward them to my website. And I just kept building momentum. And then it was, Hey, I'm going to, I'll shoot a video with some friends and I'll, we're putting this stuff up on YouTube in 2005. And then it was, well, maybe I can sell some videos. So let, let's film a video and make a DVD out of it and put up a shop. Then all of a sudden I'm finding myself that I'm spending more time, the time that I could be doing other things. I'm spending more time having to package up DVDs and shirts into boxes and ship them out. And so when you're showing up at the post office with a hundred packages, it, you know, it, <laughs> they put you in the special line and you're there for a couple of hours. So then it's kind of like, okay, maybe I can figure out how to build my own shop. And so all these years later in 2017, I've built up brands and then I've sold the brands and built up the website and I've started new websites and, you know, published books and done all these things. But it really at the beginning just started with how can I take a dollar and turn it into $3 and pay for that next little add on that I want for my, my website is what it really started. And then it just became a challenge to what my own abilities were to learn to do this on my own. It sounds like a lot of the methods that you use to generate interest and traffic to your website and to your office was free traffic. Would that be correct, Matt? Yes. I didn't really start doing any type of advertising or looking at anything like that until about a year and a half ago. I did some magazine advertising, but print is dying so quickly that that lasted a one-year contract and then I dropped it. And so I do some limited online advertising, but most of it, you've got a brand that's been around for, you know, 15, 20 years. My SEO is off the charts. So just making sure that my SEO is right and that the site design is clean and that we have, even when I take time off, I just took a, I've been on a year hiatus while I've been working on other projects and had instructors teaching the traffic to the sites and everything, it seems very little bit of a dip just because I've been very smart about how I've built the site, built the word of mouth, and most importantly, built the reputation. You know, people trust the business, they trust me, and, you know, we continue to, to put out quality products, take care of people when they have problems. You can't make everybody always happy, but, you know, 99% of the time we can resolve any issue pretty quickly. And that just builds towards the reputation that helps word of mouth. And now advertising just kicks that up, that extra notch to, to reach people we previously couldn't have. And a couple of important things that you mentioned there that I really want our listeners to understand and, and learn from is that you mentioned you've got great SEO because of the age of your site. That is so very important. For anyone that's got an online business out there, you'll want to register your domain name as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, yes. And so you have, because the, the older your domain is, the more weight Google will give it for your SEO. 
a strategy to, let's say you're, you're new to online business and you're just starting your business, you can look at expired domain names. If you find one that sort of fits your, what you want your business to be about, you could definitely buy that and that helps. But even if you get a new domain, that's okay. The sooner the better, obviously, because the older the domain, the better. I'm, I'm sure people in the martial art world are going to be staring, the, the personal growth world and everything's going to stare at, <laughs> at this interview because I'm a little bit of, you know, putting the man behind the curtain. But I think I own, and I started buying domains and linking them to Promac in like 2007 or 2008. And so I think at this point I own like 40 or 50 different mm-hmm. domains with various age 90% of them all link to what my business is, but there are things that you, yeah, it's the kind of misspelling of my, my own stuff, but it's also like you just said, it's, I've bought some expired domains. I've bought some things that are out there with a little bit of age on them. And then I link them over just to drive the SEO, not because I'm thinking that, you know, I'm ever going to use it per se. So mm. what you're talking about works, unbelievable advice. It works every day of the week. Yeah. So, and that's another great tip. So not only for your primary domain, but by, if you see other expired domain names that are up for sale, because a lot of people don't re-register domain names for whatever different reasons. So you can buy those domains and just redirect the traffic. And it only costs you the cost of the domain per year, which is around $12 per year, something like that. It's a tiny cost. You've got that extra backlinking to your site. You're you got old traffic from these expired domains, what traffic they are getting, you can get going to your site, all those kind of benefits. So that really helps. And another thing I want our listeners to get from what you're saying too is the branding part of it. And that is a lot of people that when they're starting their own online business, they tend to want to make it generic and keep themselves out of it. And that's the worst thing you can do because there's so many websites out there. There's so many people. Let's say just let's just talk about martial arts. I'm sure there's heaps of martial arts sites out there. Now, if you become just another generic martial arts site where you've just got information or products about martial arts, then no one's going to connect with you and want to buy from you. But if you make it personal or some type of branding, anyway, with Matt's site, it's got him, it's got his other experts, I'm sure, on there. So people get that connection with you, get that trust with you. And once they have that, then, yeah, they're going to buy your stuff. Yeah, and you have to make sure that your branding, it doesn't damage. I think there's a fine line between getting attention for your brand and damaging your brand. You see a lot of people, and I've been a student of this for a long time now, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. You see a lot of people that they do things to to gain attention that it's not really authentic. It's an advertisement or whatever it is, but it's not authentic. And so what happens is is they, they get that initial push. But then they want to transition over to who they are as their kind of authentic self because I used to work in the, the music industry and I've managed some different artists and I've toured with, you know, doing security and being a trainer for huge platinum, multi-platinum artists. And managers used to always say, you know, who you are on stage is who, do you, who you go to the grocery store as because you can't turn that off when you step off stage and then you go to the grocery store and people see you completely different person there has to be a level of authenticity that i think you know when people are developing their brand to keep in mind the one to two years out and not become so focused on the initial especially if you have your own career and you're doing this as a side business you got plenty of time because you haven't done it yet (laughs) and so you you've got time to do it right and to think it out and approach experts like john to you know to kind of figure out 
how did what that two year to three year plan looks like for your branding so the stuff that you do in the beginning doesn't come back to haunt you down the road and actually hurt you yeah great advice well tell us matt you mentioned that you do some paid advertising now as well what type of advertising do you find works for you if I had to do it, I, I haven't found a lot of, and I think it's very specific to the industry. Now, some stuff, like I said, I've, I've started up some brands and sold them, and I've done some different things where I've used Google AdWords and AdSense to do it. You know, martial art and personal growth is much more of a, a personal business. For Amazon, I use their Amazon marketing for words for the book. So I've published five books, and I started my own publishing house, and then I've published some other people's books. I'm very on top of what I'm spending on Amazon if I'm reselling through Amazon. I I have like a very specific formula that I've found over time that works for myself in terms of, you know, cost per click. Facebook, I do a little bit of Facebook depending on what the situation is and whether if I'm doing a seminar in a certain area or I have a very specific topic that I've written something on, I'll use extremely narrow targeted marketing just trying to get that turnover, you know, that turnover rate pretty high on the ad cost per click and the payment per click. I've toyed around with some different things every now and then. I've partnered up with friends to do giveaways and things like that on Instagram and social media. I try to keep my social media, at least for like Instagram, at least a little more personal because I don't want this to just take over my life completely. I've, I'm not here in like a weird karate outfit, like doing <laughs> karate chops at the camera. Like I've managed to keep this from taking over my life completely. There are some people out there that are, that are influencers on Instagram and social media that do have the ability that if you, I've never done it, but I have a lot of friends that do it because they are influencers that if you pay them and they post, you'll get a kick, you know, you'll get a bump, but a lot of it is that follow-up. You know, you look at a lot of these viral videos that go viral, and then you look at the next video the person posts. So, you know, they have 8 million hits on one, and the next video they have 35,000. And then the third video, they're back to 250. And it's because you've got to keep your content up. You've got to keep those things doing that if you're going to try to partner with an influencer to push your product, you have to make sure that hashtag campaign isn't going to stop. People aren't going to quit looking at this person over time. You got to keep the content up. My main thing nowadays is, is that I'll do a little bit of targeted Facebook. I'll do a little bit of some, you know, and Facebook now ties in over to Instagram. And so I'll do a little bit of targeted Instagram, but I've, I focus a pretty good bit on Amazon for what I'm selling and making sure that the SEO and the words that I'm using over there and the phrases, the phrases are more important than the words that they're very effective in what they're doing in the cost per click. Yeah, and I think that that leads me on to as well what I want to talk about next, Matt, and that is the funnels, the sales funnels. So it sounds like your point of entry or it may be be the majority of your income is through your books on Amazon because a lot of people, when it comes to their online business, they don't really think out the funnel and how they're going to get that interest that they get or that paid traffic. So it could be from free traffic, it could be from paid traffic. Once they get that traffic, how are they actually going to monetize it? So can you share with us some of your insights, what you've learned about and how you've been able to get the most out of that interest and turn it into paying and lifelong customers? It's funny how much of this, I've never really been asked that, how much of this now after, I guess, 20 years is kind of things that I know instead of things that I've really ever voiced. I think the first thing is, is that defining what 
I'm taking a step back here, but defining what monetary success is in one's life and then making sure that you set your funnels up to achieve that. For me, I have at this point multiple businesses. I have a career, you know, I have a day job, I've got multiple funnels. And so what I do is is that whether it's books or it's videos or it's seminars or it's investments or it's commissions or licensing fees or whatever that I get, that I generally set up a percentage of how much does each one of those sales make me in terms of margin, or how much, you know, does that check that I'm getting make me in terms of time that I'm putting in to make sure that I get that check. And then once I've set that percentage, I kind of divide my time up based on that percentage. So if I sell a video off my website, I keep 100% of it. I literally own a video studio at this point. So anytime I want to make a video, if I want to make a professional one, I can make a professional video because I've reinvested all the money from Promac. It didn't go to a car. It didn't go to anything. It just went to cameras and equipment and lights and things that I needed that I invested in the business. If I sell a book on Amazon, I get a percentage of it. If I sell a book on my website, I have to work harder to sell the book on the website because people come to the website more for video than they do Amazon, they go for books. So books, I put you know a premium on what I'm doing for that funnel through Amazon. And for the website, the website is more video heavy because I make more money off of the videos over there. The funnels that I've set up, they're driven based off of kind of what the medium is. If I'm doing seminars and I'm deciding that I'm going to announce a seminar or something like that, I'm very careful about the way that I tailor that funnel and I make it extremely targeted to be able to reach exactly who I need to reach. And I've been around the business long enough that I know the exact words that I need to use. I know the demographic that it's going to hit. I just know that stuff because I've been around it. You know, experience is one of those things that you either pay somebody to teach it to you or you kind of develop yourself. My funnels are very, very specific to what the medium is and then make sure that I'm keeping them as managed as possible. It's kind of like a bonsai tree and I'm out there pruning it every day. Like I said, I have a certain amount of money that I want to make every year. And then I have a certain, I have a certain age I want to retire and I have a certain amount of money that I want to have when I retire. So I balance that against my funnels against that and that dollar amount and making up that dollar amount. And then also time, you know, how much time do I want to hike? How much time do I want to be able to climb or do something like that? Um, because that is definitely part of it. If you reach 70 and you've got $10 million, but you never did any of the physical stuff, you're not, most people aren't going to climb mountains when they're 70. So some <laughs> stuff I'm pushing off a little bit. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And, and one of the things I was thinking about as, you, as you're talking about your different products is do some of the people that come in through, let's say through Amazon and buy your books, okay. do they go then go on to buy your videos or attend your seminars from being on your list or end up going to your website and seeing these other products? Yes. One of the things that I made sure that I did was is that the book, whether you get the ebooks or you get the physical copy of the book, it's got a redirect in there. It's going to tell you, go here, you get 25% off or whatever it may be if you go here. So I make sure that I have that, that redirect kind of advertisement in it. One of the reasons that, so you have Promac and then you have Passless, which I started, was that the feed through to get the personal growth people into Promac is kind of tough when they're going to Promac and they're just kind of seeing it as this martial art and movement health thing versus creating an entirely, if you want to talk about funnels, creating just an entirely new funnel through Passless to be able to bring people into Promac 
through a different medium. I couldn't previously, and I tried it right before I released Undo, I tried to use Amazon to see if I could use those words to drive up the purchases, you know, the personal growth words to drive up the purchases on the martial arts stuff. And it, it just doesn't translate. So I had to create an entirely new thing. I was planning on doing it anyway, but if I was going to make money on Amazon, I had to have a product that matched the words. That's so one thing that I found when I've started to really analyze this, you know, when people, when you get that pass through, and they come over to the website and then they buy a video after they've bought a book off of Amazon is that if you have a product that doesn't match the advertising words, you have to make sure that your product matches the words. But the other part of it is, is that, you know, you have to make sure that the product is something that's good enough that people want to follow through and go on and buy more product. And these are really valuable insights. Thanks so much for sharing, Matt. And that is with your funnels, just like Matt's done, you have your entry level products like your books which and you you've done a great job so you put them up on amazon so you've put your books on the largest marketplace you've got all this traffic you've got millions of people going to amazon exposed to your books so they come in they become a buyer they become a client buying your books you get to build that authority and that credibility also not only you get their income from the books but because you're an author and you've got great content they consume that content then they move on some of those people will move on to your website. They'll buy your videos, which are higher price or better, better profit or higher price. You mentioned t-shirts before as well. I think you mentioned, I don't know if you still sell t-shirts today. So you've got that yeah, product. I, I dropped that. That was a whole lot of time spent in the post office. <laughs> right, right. Well, there you go. But there's opportunities. So you say so you've got books, you've got videos, and then you've got seminars, which is your hot, like that's your high ticket items. And that's great. That's a fantastic example of having a profitable business through that funnel. Because let's say you were just to sell the books. I'm assuming, Matt, if you were just to earn income from the books and that's it, and you didn't have videos and didn't have seminars, you would maybe break even or lose. Is that correct? The way that I've set everything up, I'd break even. Yeah, but yeah if it was only books, it would be break even. The, the videos and the seminars, they're the ones that they get me over that point. Yeah. Okay, great. That's really, really great advice. Thank you so very much for that. Again, we've been talking with Matt Powell of Premek.com. That's P-R-A-M-E-K.com. You're saying it just like I do. Oh, great. Good. <laughs> Good. Now, Matt, is that the best place for people to go if they want to get in contact with you or learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. If you go to promek.com, you know, it's P-R-A-M-E-K.com. It's divided up into three or four different areas. So you have the martial arts side, you have the movement health side. We've created over the years, our own learning system that is pretty impressive. And then you have the personal confidence side. Promek is about learning about what confidence is and personal confidence is, and then having different outlets to test it, whether it's through martial art or physical movement or exercise or whatever, it's to build it up. And then for social media, everything that I have is IamMattPowell.com. Or I'm sorry, I am Matt Powell. So if it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything like that, everything is I am Matt Powell. Or you can just put in I am Matt Powell through Google and you'll find everything that I have. Matt, was there anything important that you wanted to share that maybe we haven't covered on this episode today? I think it's important when people start off, and I wish somebody would have told me this a long time ago, and I am going to pitch a book a little bit. My, I'll pitch two books. Actually, um, my book, Undo, it's just called Undo, How to Get Past the Past and Plan Your Future. You can pick it up on Amazon. You can pick it up at promec.com. 
It comes with a 40-page workbook. So you take the concepts from the book, and then it actually has a workbook that is individual to you where you will answer all those questions. You will go through everything yourself. And one of the parts of it is, is talking about your personal startup. I wish somebody a long time ago would have told me about capital and taught me about capital because I didn't understand what capital was. I just thought of it as money. Understanding capital, understanding that you have financial capital, you have human capital, and that's kind of the people that you know that you can ask to help you. Then you have social media capital, which is kind of the people that you don't know that you can reach to help you. And then you have that time capital. I think that's probably the most important thing is figuring out whether you should pay somebody to do something that you could learn on a Saturday using your time capital. If you spend eight hours learning to do it and learned, you know, Photoshop or learned how to do a little bit of basic HTML coding and you're saving your, your financial capital so that you can spend it on things that you need. But I think a lot of people right off the bat, they'll do very basic things they could learn if they'd use that time capital. They do financial capital towards things that they could do themselves. And you will always be a slave to somebody and you will always be short cash if you don't take a lot of the responsibility of it on yourself, get it to a certain point, pass it off, whatever it may be. So if you pick up Undo, there's you know the 40-page workbook, which makes the, the book itself worth every dime. And it's not much, it's $9.99 for the book and the workbook. I wish somebody would have taught me about capital a long time ago and how to make use of the different capital that I have. And so I made sure that I write it, that I wrote it into undo. So just take stock of that. Even if you don't buy the book, think about your financial, your human, your social, and your time capitals, and how are you using them effectively as you grow your business. Fantastic advice. We've had Matt Powell with us today on the episode. Thank you so very much, Matt. For everything you shared today has been very valuable and i also want to thank everyone for being here today and listening today on our episode it's been a blast i really appreciate it john thanks for having me on hey john legadakis here if you got something out of today's episode make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week i'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews also there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business, as this is my specialty, i.e. helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website again is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkus signing off. I'll see you next time.